All right, welcome back to another sci-fi episode where psychology and finances collide. You know, I like to read and I like to just provide commentary on a lot of different things that I read. What can I say? I have the gift of gab. And one of the most consistent marks I've ever had on my elementary report cards is chatterbox, chatterbox, chatterbox. So you have me today being very excited and passionate about talking to you about a nudge and how a fresh start added to a nudge can impact your retirement savings more than you could imagine. So I read this article called Organizational Behavior in Human Decision Processes. And so Beshares, Dye, Milkman, and Benartsi, their title is called Using Fresh Starts to Nudge Increased Retirement Savings. I'm always enthralled with what psychology can teach us on reaching or attaining our goals. Having been a clinical therapist for several years, I found the struggle is real when it comes to people even vocalizing out loud what that goal is. Because most times we just have a picture up in our brain of what that goal is. But it is a painstaking process to actually verbalize it and then another painstaking process to actually get it down on paper. So I'm continuing the goal discussion because by the time you hear this next podcast, it'll still be in the month of February. And most of us, (laughs) I hate to say most, but that's human behavior. Most of us have probably already neglected our New Year's resolutions that we started implementing either December 31st, January 1st, or what have you, before you put those New Year's resolutions to rest for 2023, let me help you invigorate this resolution or this goal that you might have for your finances or any other place in your life before you absolutely just give up on it. First, let me define what a nudge is. In behavioral economics, what they found is that if an employer, for example, like Department of Defense, a nudge that they provide us as civilian employees is they automatically sign us up for thrift savings plan. So for most of us, that's about at 3%. So it's an automatic contribution where we don't have to make any decisions whatsoever. So that nudge allows us to have some savings towards retirement without depending on what we wanted to do. So it's actually a very good thing. So there's no action that needs to be taken because as we all know, taking just even one bit of action towards a financial goal can take a lot of energy. So they take all of that out of the picture and then just do it for us. However, it's up to us to increase our contributions over the years. 
if you've been employed by the DOD for more than a few years and you still have not increased your TSP contributions, let me challenge you today as you listen to this study. So there's what a nudge is for you, to nudge you towards a positive behavior or to nudge you towards a specific goal that you have in mind for yourself. So second, the fresh start impact. When you apply a fresh start to a nudge, as these researchers have done, a fresh start is something that they define as instead of putting a date on something, by February 14th, I'm going to increase my TSB contributions by 10%. Instead of just giving it a date, you would actually consider it a fresh start by saying, by Valentine's Day, before the date with my husband or my wife to be able to share good relationship news, I'm going to increase my TSP by 10%. So you've added different terminology. You've given it a whole new association. It is no longer just a number. It's no longer just a date. And so fresh start, if you had in your mind, this is a fresh start for our relationship. It's Valentine's Day and other things could be your birthday or the first day of spring, things like that. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about how those go together, but this is good news for procrastinators. <laughs> I normally don't like to encourage procrastinators. However, for you procrastinators out there, listen up. There is hope for you if you are tying things to the fresh start mindset. And as I get into this podcast, you'll really understand that in just a moment. Good news for procrastinators, especially if you've neglected what you've already been wanting to do. Now you just get to be a strategic procrastinator with a more positive outcome. So here's what happened. Here's what these researchers did. They noted that people, we frequently make decisions that are not within our best interests. We'll make decisions in the short term that are not aligned with our long-term goals. So that misalignment, that miscommunication keeps us with, uh, from following through with things. That's why we tend to engage in self-injurious behaviors such as smoking too much, drinking too much, eating too much, or consuming too much, spending too much, whatever it might be in our lives that we know just is not healthy for us. And one of those things that they talk about here in this article is saving insufficiently for retirement. Whether it's savings, overeating, drinking, those types of things, the consequences of these myopic decisions are severe, and that is quoted out of their article there. So to help get over this epidemic that we have with consistently making poor decisions, we have people in our lives like myself, a licensed professional counselor, accredited financial counselor. We also have employers, other medical providers, policymakers that are offering us 
opportunities that can help us make better strategic decisions to improve where we are. But the problem is convincing someone to actually make the first step to enroll in any of these programs that's going to help, whether it's smoking cessation, healthy meal planning, financial planning classes. And I'll be talking about the financial symposium towards the end of this podcast that I'm very excited about. But that is something, too, where hopefully with this podcast, I can convince most people to sign up and help themselves. This is why I like this study. It focuses on the whole person concept. This article is not just about money. It talks about all the things that we might be doing myopically that are influencing negative outcomes and encouraging consistent negative behaviors. And then we just fall into a habit and we continue doing the same old thing over and over again, expecting a change but there is no change. For example, the whole person concept, if you're doing well socially, you're usually doing well mentally or emotionally. If you're doing well spiritually, you're usually doing well mentally or emotionally. If you're doing well physically, you're usually doing well mentally and emotionally, and they all impact each other. And let me throw another dimension in there. When you're doing well financially, you're also doing well mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, physically. These things all interact with one another. And so I, what again, this is one of the things that I'm passionate about is to give the psychology away so that you can make better financial decisions. When you're financially well, you are psychologically well. Here's what they do, and I'm going to quote their research study here. We study whether framing the future point in time when a goal-congruent activity could be scheduled as a fresh start, like labeling the date as a new year or first day of spring or birthday, whether it increases the adoption of self-controlled goal-directed choices. So that's clinical jargon for we're providing this study to see if we relabel something and reframe something with with imagery of a fresh start or a new beginning, will it increase more goal-savvy choices? So we can even associate this fresh start with an anniversary of a death of a loved one. I'm surprised they didn't mention this in the study. But when you think of it as for anyone who's lost someone dear, usually grief is a way of honoring someone. So let's say, like, for example, myself, when I'm doing my financial planning with my husband, I often think about how would I financially plan if I lost my husband. That would be not only a huge hit emotionally and relationally, but it would also be a huge hit financially. I'm constantly thinking about what would I have to do if that happened? So I'm thinking ahead. And so people 
who think that way, it's not that it's morbid, but it does help you understand what kind of goals and actions you need to put into place should that happen. People could even think of a fresh start as honoring the death of a loved one on the anniversary of their death or on the anniversary of their marriage or their their loved one's birthday because it now makes you instantly accountable to that positive person in your life that you may have lost. And now you're not only letting yourself down if you don't follow through, but you're also letting the other person down as well. So this could also be another powerful deterrent to making unhealthy financial decisions. However, full disclosure, that was not in their study, but I just wanted to give you another fresh start example. So they talk about how a budding body of literature is suggesting that there are points in our lives where we are feeling more motivated to follow our goals. And more specifically, when those moments feel like they're new beginnings. So that's why they call them fresh starts. So those new beginnings help us tackle positive change. So here's what they did, just so that you're not in the blind before I read this. What they did is they sent out several mailings to over 6,000 people. That is a wonderful sample size of employees at four different major U.S. universities. And they sent them mailings on whether they wanted to improve their contributions to their retirement savings. And so option one was to increase straight away. Option two was to increase at a later time tied to a fresh start. And they fully defined what that was. So I'm quoting, we hypothesized that when presenting both an immediate enrollment option and a delayed enrollment option, framing the delayed option as occurring right after a fresh start will increase take up of the delayed option for at least five reasons. First, the fresh start framing makes the delayed option feel further off in the future. And the delayed option becomes an even more an appealing time frame for adopting future-oriented behaviors. So let me stop there for a second. This really appeals to procrastinators because ah oh, some you know some of the reasons there are procrastinators is because they become overly anxious with an immediate decision that they need to make. So they usually delay the decision because they want more information. So being a procrastinator in and of itself is not unhealthy. It could be actually healthy to do a little more research. But Procrastinating with retirement, depending on how long you've been procrastinating, that's not healthy. <laughs> Here's the second thing that they say. Temporal, which by the way, temporal means time or time reference, time oriented. So they say the second thing is temporal landmarks or time landmarks that signal new beginnings are more salient than ordinary dates when people recall past activities or plan future activities. So again, this is more clinical jargon from these researchers that are saying that when they are delaying an option, it, it increases the likelihood that they are going to 
fall back on thinking of that new beginning. So, which would make it more pressing in their brain or in their mind to go ahead and select that option because it is tied to something salient and good. Here's the third thing. They say, and I quote, fresh start dates promote big picture thinking and high level construal, which prompts people to focus on the desirability rather than the feasibility of pursuing long-term goals. And let me pause there for a second. When it comes to finances, most people are thinking, I don't understand it, so I shouldn't do anything with it, which is such a huge opportunity that is lost when you haven't done something for yourself in that manner. I would encourage you to, as they've so well written, Instead of thinking of the feasibility and what you don't know, think of the desirability and what you're wanting. And here's the fourth thing they said, and I quote, people are more optimistic about their future capabilities on or after future fresh start dates. They're more willing to sign their future selves up for a self-improvement program beginning shortly after a fresh start date that is framed as such. Here's the fifth one. Situational cues, including temporal or time landmarks, can influence beliefs regarding the appropriate course of action. And listen, a lot of my podcasts are focused on the human schema or belief systems, belief structures, worldviews. So if these new beginnings or fresh starts are causing you to believe differently about money, that can be a very good thing. So here's what they did. They described a delayed enrollment option in relation to a fresh start date. And they were saying this could attract people's attention to the overall choice set, increasing their likelihood of making an active election rather than setting the decision aside and not doing anything at all. I love how they randomly assigned 6,082 people different versions of their mailings, got this information out, and I'm about to give you the results here. Here's something that I really like about this study. They followed it up with a lab experiment. Hang with me for a moment. Let me first give you the initial results of this mailer study. When people were tying this decision with this mailer to a fresh start, they found that compared to the mailings that describe the future savings opportunity without reference to a temporal landmark like two months, the mailings that describe the future savings opportunity as occurring shortly after a fresh start date so after your next birthday, anything tied to that positive association of a new beginning, increase the take up of the future savings opportunity. And here's some great numbers. It increased cumulative savings contributions over the eight months following the mailing by roughly 25% more than other mailings. I love that as an accredited financial counselor and as a licensed professional counselor. I'm always looking for methods to increase folks' motivation 
to actually take action. And what a great way to tie it to a fresh start or a new beginning. So here's what they did then. They also followed this up with a lab experiment showing the different mailings to the participants. So they showed the mailing that included the fresh start and the other mailing that it didn't include it at all. And they were asked to predict which mailing would more effectively convince these recipients to enroll in a savings program or to increase their savings program. Here's what they said. Participants predicted that the Fresh Start mailing was likely to encourage both more delayed enrollment and more immediate enrollment. Wow. These are non-researchers. These are non-scientists who were asked about the predictive value of these different mailings. So it even resonated with them that, wow, this is a good thing for people. If people could tie something with a fresh start or new beginning, yes, this is going to be the mailer that is going to get folks to either increase their savings or start a savings program. Obviously, I'm excited about presenting this financial symposium on March 9th, 2023. And I will be including fresh start language in my vocabulary and in my classes. I love this because they also talk about how this paper or this research is going, it, it contributes to the, the ongoing research of self-control fresh starts as, we, as we've discussed, and choice architecture. Now, choice architecture has been part of behavioral economics for a while. And you probably heard me talk about the famous JAM study in my investment classes, and it's about choice overload. So they did a simple experiment. When you present people with too many opportunities of JAM flavors, they become overwhelmed and make no decision at all. But you, when you only provide them with four or five options, then yeah, they will make a decision. So we want to get away from choice overload and stop thinking of our financial goals as being overladen with choices, but more again, focus more on the desirability and the outcome of these choices rather than the feasibility. Because I'll tell you right now, people in my office who only focus on feasibility, they will 100% of the time tell you, I cannot save more or I cannot save at all. Because again, your focus is on feasibility. But if your focus is on desirability, you find a way. Listen, people who lose their jobs find a way. So why can't we find a way, even with jobs and even with steady income, to save a little bit more or to increase our retirement savings a little bit more? I hope you found this interesting, and I hope that you will join us for the financial symposium that is coming up on the 9th of March. 2023, and it will be at Redstone Arsenal at the Overlook over by the golf course. It is in person, on site. It will not be made available virtual. So if you want to come and see it, you got to come in person. And there will be five different classes. You can pick and choose which classes you want to attend. You don't have to be there all day, but it is from 8.30 to 3 p.m. And the Army Emergency Relief Society or Army Emergency Relief in general, they are going to be providing a free lunch to help 
draw more understanding and awareness of their program. So you'll be well fed as well, not only lunch, but you'll have some refreshments throughout the day as well. I also want to tell you how the financial symposium is going to be a fresh start for you. Since it is in March, it is in the month of the first day of spring. So it is a new beginning. And I hope to see you there. You will see in the podcast area or post area for this podcast, the registration link, as well as other information. And I hope to see you there. Until next time, think of a fresh start. <laughs>